Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Good afternoon and welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us today. We've got a great show in store for you, and we want to thank everyone for joining us. And just a reminder, on Sundays, you can catch a replay of our Saturday show. That's at 8 a.m. and 4 p.m. right here on KLZ 560. And also, I want to mention real quick, uh, I've had some people that know about this show that don't know about our Haystack show during the week. We are also on during the week noon to one every day, Monday through Friday, and that is with our Haystack Help Radio Show, and kind of just a consumer help show. So if you've never been able to join us for that, I hope you will, and um, we will be glad to have you there. So do we have Dan? Okay, we don't have Dan. All right, we're waiting on Dan Johnson to call us, and hopefully he will. And um, we want to just thank all of our sponsors, too. You know, this is something we hardly ever get a chance to do publicly, but um, since we started our show we have had a lot of great sponsors with us, and we want to thank all of our sponsors and all the ads that you hear during Sportsman of Colorado uh, are our sponsors. And the best way uh, you can thank them is by giving them a chance to earn your business. And I know John Rush just finished his show here with Drive Radio and one of our great sponsors, D&D Tires. Uh, great, great folks, Dan, Donna, Not- Diana Nottingham. Uh, they've got three stores. And, uh, boy, if you need a good set of tires, Goodyear stores they've got. They do all the automotive work as well. And uh, they will be glad to help you out as well. Well, I'm going to pull a huge surprise here. Um, Dan is not able to join us, and I've got kind of a short segment here. And my dad always calls in from Dallas and listens into the show. So I'm going to have Charlie pull up my dad, and this is really going to surprise him. But, Dad, can you hear me? <laughs> hey. Hey, I've got you live on the radio. Dan Johnson with Lynn Lyle Chevrolet couldn't join me, so I'm going to bring you up and talk to you a couple of minutes. How's that? Oh, well, I'm uh, glad, Scott. <laughs> and listen, you know what? I, all the guests that we have on, most of the time the story starts out when how they got their love for the outdoors is by their father or an uncle in the family and all. And so I will just take a moment right now and say thank you to you for all you've done for me and the love that you gave me for the outdoors and hunting and fishing and all the time you spent with me and training me to do it the right way. And uh, now all these years later, after just turning 61 here in early May, I am very, very grateful for all the things you taught me and the things that you did to spend time with me. So I appreciate that. Well, you were the kind of son that you read about, but you never get to meet. You you were very, very teachable, Scott. And my father taught me the same way. He had a little 30-30 Winchester, and I went beside him the same way you did beside me. So it's just passed on from father to father, son. Yeah, you were telling me once, uh, you were telling me the other day that you Looked back one time, you told me to sit somewhere, and you were going to go walk down a little bit of ways, and um, all of a sudden you heard something behind you, and I was right on your heels. I didn't, I didn't stay there long by myself. <laughs> I put you there just before daylight, and I got about 30, 40 yards out there, and I told you to sit there because you could shoot. 
And uh, I, I don't know why I left you that young that soon, but I looked <laughs> behind me, and there you were right behind me. You were not going to stay that behind me for that time. Oh, well, man. <laughs> well. So we honey been there ever since then. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I tell you, it's you know, ch- go ahead. Well, there's an old preacher once said, when gratitude dies in the heart of a man, that man is well nigh hopeless. And it's wonderful that you showed your appreciation by today and, and saying so. And so that's good that you have that gratitude, son. Well, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, again, we'll just have to get you on sometime and we'll just share uh, some good hunting stories with everyone. But I just want to get you on for a few <laughs> minutes and. Uh, say thank you for again all you've done and here this memorial day uh, weekend coming up we certainly want to say thank you to all of those that paid the ultimate price for our freedoms and uh, give us the times that we could get out and hunt and enjoy and just enjoy all the freedoms that we have and so we just want to say a special thank you to all those men and women and families um, all throughout the years and those that are even out serving now we want to say thank you very very much so dad i'll cut you loose stay on and listen to the rest of the show we've got a great show in store for you when we come back warren watson is going to join us and we did this interview a couple of months ago with warren and uh, but just a lot of great information and we got some requests to get warren back on and we were not able to line him up for today so this segment um is a lot about how to help improve your shotgun shooting skills. So you're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. we got to take a short break, and we'll be back with Warren Watson. Don't let mosquitoes disrupt your family fun at your next barbecue or keep the kids from camping out in the backyard. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and I'm very happy that our outdoor activities have been mosquito-free for the last four years thanks to the fine folks at Mosquito Authority. Their mission is to help protect you and your family from mosquitoes and the diseases they carry. And did you know when your dog or cat is bitten by a mosquito, heartworm is one of the most common infections? At Mosquito Authority, they guarantee you won't be bothered by mosquitoes between treatments. If you are, hey, all you have to do is call. They'll come back out, reassess your property, and if necessary, retreat at no additional charge. No contracts, no commitments, and best of all, no mosquitoes. Call 303-688-2847. That's 303-688-2847, or visit MosquitoAuthority.com. After an accident, think about flesh and back law. After your accident, You didn't think it was a big deal. You didn't think you were injured. You didn't think you'd ever hurt that much. You didn't think you'd have to miss work. You didn't think physical therapy would take so long. You didn't think there'd be so many hospital bills. You didn't think that the insurance company would take so long and give so little. You definitely didn't think you'd ever be in this situation, but you are. After an accident, think Flesh and Beck Law. Flesh and Beck have the experience and the knowledge to think about all the details you didn't know you'd have to worry about. They will answer all of your questions and help you to determine if you are entitled to compensation for your pain and suffering. After an accident, think Flesh and Beck Law. 303-806-8886. 303-806-8886. Call today to find out if they can help you. Let me tell you about one of my favorite stores, The Outdoorsman's Attic, a consignment store for all of your adventure outdoor gear. Hunting, fishing, camping, kayaks, live bait, survival gear, backpacks, sleeping bags, firearms, and ammo. 
Save 20, 30, 40, and even 50% on new and pre-owned items at the Outdoorsman's Attic. Mention Sportsman of Colorado and save up to 20% on your purchase. This offer excludes firearms and ammo. Never pay retail again. Big savings and friendly service is what you'll find at the Outdoorsman's Attic. Located at 2650 West Hampton Avenue in Sheridan. 303-781-3626. That's 303-781-3626. Check them out, outdoorsmansattic.com. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Again, thank you so much for joining us. My name is Scott Watley. We're going to go to the phones now and have a gentleman on that really, um, man, I, I guess it was about 2013 that I was told I need to get this gentleman on. And we've met several times, talked several times, but actually the first time to get him on the show. And I'm honored to say Warren Watson is with us. And uh, if you know anything about shotgun shooting and all that, you've heard the name for many years here in our state. So, Warren, thanks for being with us on Sportsman of Colorado. Well, thank you for having me, Scott. Yeah, I tell you, I met Bart, our good friend. That's our uh, good gunsmith. And, man, you were one of the first. I told him, I said, man, I'm going to start an outdoor radio show about the outdoors. And he said, and I said, who's some good people around? And you were one of the top couple of names he gave me. And so I'm sorry it took us this long to, to get you on the air. <laughs> well, uh, Good things take a while. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, Warren, we'll get into, I want to get into some shotgun shooting and all that kind of thing, but um, just to our listeners, again, first time, you know, a little bit about your background and um, how you got into doing this um, instructions for shotgun shooting. Well, I was always an avid hunter, and in about 1989, a game called Sporting Clays surfaced, and I kind of gravitated to that in the off-season, the bird season and started uh, enjoying it, competing at it. And uh, ultimately, I was fortunate enough to win the Colorado State Championship in 1999. Okay. And I was uh, getting a little older about that time, and I thought I would like to open up a teaching practice. And I found that I enjoyed teaching better than I did competing. Uh, And that's how I developed my business. Huh. Wow. You know, for year, several years, I worked for Jake Jabs at American Furniture, and Jake always said, hey, find a need and fill that need, and you'll be successful. And see, you found the need. You found the niche there, so that's good. So um, um, you, you for kids, I mean, teenagers, whatever, men, women, um, anybody that needs oh, instruction, my, you can help out. You mean my clientele? Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, I teach the beginner right on through to the master level competitor and i gotta say having that diversity mm-hmm. probably keeps me young in the business um, a lot of guys uh, across the country they specialize in one thing or the other and i found that to be boring <laughs> so and there's nothing i like better than to get somebody started in the shotgun world right and so that's why my practice is widespread so you know it's great if you can get that that um first timer or the child out there that's just getting going where they don't have any bad habits to break but i would assume uh kind of like golf you know if you've been doing it a while then you figure out oh i've been doing it wrong so i would assume a lot of your clientele is those of us that 
feel like, hey, we know how to shoot a little bit. And uh, but once we get out there, we see quite often that, you know, there's just certain of those targets and clays come in different directions. We are just not good at and still can't hit to this day. So walk us through a little bit of just that kind of what that initial consultation is like, so to speak. Hey, you know, somebody comes out and, hey, the guy's been a hunter or gal's been a hunter for a while. How do you start out with that? Well, uh, the classic is a 45 to mid-age year old person, a man, not always, but uh, typically a man that's hunted all his life. And he's raised his family, got him in college, and got back where he had time to hunt. And he enjoyed it as a young man and found out his skills weren't quite as good as he remembered them being. And the conversation with that shooter uh, would be as follows. What's your primary interest? Is it pheasant hunting, quail hunting, sporting clay shooting, all the above? Mm-hmm. Uh, what type of target presentations do you struggle with, such as crossing shots or long-distance shots or birds coming at you? And I'm trying to define down there so we can focus our time together to solve some of the problems. Right. Yeah. And so when when you when you talk about the different things, whether it be pheasant, dove, waterfowl, whatever, um, I'm sure there's just some still primary things in shooting, no matter how fast that bird may be or how slow, you know, a goose may be or something, but um, as opposed to a dove. So um, let's talk through some of the maybe common mistakes, first of all, that you just see from, again, those that probably have felt like they've been a pretty good shotgun shooter most of their life. Well, uh, the first thing I take a look at, I take them to a very straightforward target, either one going straight away or coming at them, and I, I check their vision. And that's the most important thing. A lot of people are under the thought process that you're supposed to shoot with both eyes open. Yes, it's preferable, but some people can't mm-hmm. due to left eye dominancy or right eye dominancy, and the gun is on the other side. And identifying that and giving them solutions to it, if it is a problem, uh, is huge. Next thing's posture, how they stand to address the target. Uh, third thing is mount. How do they mount the gun? Are they doing it consistently? Are they doing it properly? Uh, and the third or fourth thing would be rhythm. And that's where a lot of hunters blow it. Uh, they overreact yeah. to the target. And uh, then they have to make all kinds of fixes in the process of getting back to the target. And the rhythm involves tempo and timing, the speed of the target and uh, the uh, timing of the shot to the target. So mm-hmm. if you're talking about a basic beginner or somebody that has habits that needs fixed, those would be the four things that we would focus on. Right. And. You know, I mean, gosh, we've all had that feeling right when we know right when we pull the tr- trigger. When you talk about rhythm, another way to say that be we rushed a shot and just pulled Absolutely. it up and really quick and just pulled just pulled the trigger real quick. Yeah. <laughs> what about, you right. know, you look, you take golf, you know, and they always say keep your head down, follow through, all that. Same thing in shooting kind of because I think a lot of times, you know, people will, and I've caught myself, you know, hey, pulling my head off the stock real quick, just see what happened out there. And uh, I'm sure that's a common problem as well. Well, you bring up a very good point. Uh, one of the things I ask shooters, what sports have you played? And what sports have you excel- accelerated at? And uh, if you're a golfer, man, uh, I'm halfway home. Mm-hmm. Because it takes balance, posture, rhythm, tempo, timing, 
uh, still had all those things, and you hit it right on the spot. Uh, golf has a lot of analogy to shooting shotgun. Right. Yeah, I had a guy tell me one time when we were playing golf, he said, well, you will never drown. And I said, why is that? He said, you can't keep your head down that long. (laughs) 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 Well, again, Warren Warren Watson is our guest. Uh, Warren works out at Valhalla. And uh, if you'd like to get in touch with him and um, learn more about his shooting, uh, give him a call, 720-284-4799, now, you mentioned closing an eye. So so do you recommend, um, I mean, it looks like, you know, right eye dominant, left eye dominant. I mean, closing that one eye to, uh, is that what you recommend? Well, you know, uh, to understand it clearly, if you're right-handed, uh, it has nothing to, that will not guarantee you are right eye dominant. Or left-handed doesn't guarantee that. And each one of us is born with a dominancy, typically, in our vision. Uh, the classic case is a right-hand shooter, left-eye dominant, trying to shoot with both eyes open. And when he does, he, it's almost impossible for him to hit a target. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will always displace the shot to the left of the target. And in that situation, the remedies are, number one, learn to shoot left-handed, which most people are very resistant to do that. Uh, young people will go to it right away. Yeah. They don't care. Right. But... You and I, we're not changing, okay? <laughs> so the next option we have is to shut the eye uh, in the process of shooting. But the real key there is when to shut it because two eyes open give you depth perception. But with a dominancy issue, when you get the gun up in your face, at that point you got a misalignment. So that eye has to be shut in a sequence of mounting the gun. Hmm. Now, the, the third option they have is that we can block that eye with Vaseline, uh, chapstick, right. a piece of scotch tape. And what we're doing is obscuring the vision in the dominant eye to the point that the right eye takes over. So we have to find the remedy that would fix the shooter. Hmm. So, so do you, pretty involved. Right. So do you classify it, you know, when you're saying, hey, you look at that bird, you mount the gun, you know, smoothly and in the rhythm, you talk about... Um, do you find most people pointing a shotgun or aiming too much? I mean, what's really the right terminology that we should be doing? Well, the terminology is pointing, uh, but it really comes from your vision. Uh, I hear guys refer to their bead a lot. Uh, a bead is not a sight. A bead is something that appears in your peripheral vision, which is unclear, but you're aware of it. Your central vision has to stay on the target at all times. Okay. And if you start sighting down the gun barrel, the gun barrel will slow down or stop. Gotcha. And then um, do you like just starting out with, like I say, just a target coming at someone like you mentioned earlier? Is that, that what you first look at just to see how they how their normal mount is of a gun and all that? Right, and okay. I tell you, a target coming directly at them at a high angle, to where they have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you start hurrying people to figure out problems, uh, you're going to get misinformation, and that's one of the things I see people make mistakes with with kids and wives and such when they're trying to introduce them to a target. They don't pick your targets carefully. Right. Uh, they throw too difficult of targets for them to start with. 
and they get very disappointed early, and we hope they come back. Uh, new shooters uh, need success. Mm-hmm. Need it quick, need it quickly, and you have to set the stage for that. And once you've got that, got that done, you proceed right down the line of difficulty. And that's also getting them a gun that fits them right too. I mean, you don't want to hand you know sometimes. A 12-year-old might be able to handle a 12-gauge, but some may not be. And sometimes I think, you know, uh, we don't think that through as dads or parents. You know, oh, here's the 12-gauge, and, man, it, you know, knocks the kid's shoulder off, and then they don't like it, and that's not a good thing. Well, you're exactly right. And a lot of people have a misunderstanding that a 20-gauge single-barrel shotgun is the thing to start a child with or a young shooter, and it's the worst thing because the gun's light. Yes, it's a smaller gauge. But recoil is a function of weight of gun and shot uh, speed. Mm-hmm. And a 20-gauge single-barrel shotgun can kick harder than a 12-gauge magnum. And uh, they don't understand that. <laughs> and what I like to get them on is some type of semi-automatic, right. which reduces belt recoil. And what I really pay attention to is the length of pull. Uh, most shotguns come off the rack to fit people you're in my size, mm-hmm. adult men. And they don't fit a 5'2 woman or a child. Right. And they're, they're off balance, uh, which adds to recoil. You've seen the backward pose where they move their shoulders back trying to mount the gun. Sure. And that's all due to the length of pull of the stock. And I keep a battery of those guns here that are fit for women and children okay. just for that purpose. Right. Right. And, you know, you talk about your stance. I mean, man, it's so important, and, and I think it's important to practice and maybe some different ways, too, because, you know, a lot of times walking in the field, you may not be in that good squared-up stance and all that, but it's it's important to have that as your, your basic foundation for sure because, I mean, I've caught myself, you know, we always talk about maybe watching a, a quarterback throw a ball and throwing off his back foot. I've watched some people and done it myself over the years of kind of shooting off a back foot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and that's one of the things I think a lot of instructors don't do is talk about footwork. Mm-hmm. So many times in the upland field in particular, the first thing that should move is your feet to get into the direction you're going to be shooting. Right. Uh, and that allows everything else to come into play properly. If you uh, get caught on your right foot out front and your left-hand shooter, you better take a half a second and take a step forward mm-hmm. and get that left foot out there. And that allows you to mount the gun properly and be athletic in your move to the target. Right. Uh, a couple more questions for you, and then, like I say, I appreciate your time. Warren Watson is our guest. Again, he works out at Valhalla. Uh, if you are looking for some great shotgun instruction uh, for the whole family, man, take take the kids, everything. Warren can help you out. Give him a call, 720-284-4799, 720-284-4799. Swinging shots get a lot of us. Some of us are better from right to left, some better left to right. Um when we're mounting that gun for that swing shot, what are some tips there real quick? Yes. Uh, the right-hand shooter typically struggles with a left-to-right crossing shot and a left-hand shooter right-to-left. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason why is as we turn, I call it to our weak side, being a right-hand shooter myself, as I turn to my right, my body starts to tighten up very quickly. Right. And blows the speed of the gun down. That's where footwork comes into play uh, to help them get the lead on the target, get out in front of it, 
if they would just gently step back with their right foot and open their body up to the shot, it increases their arc speed and their swing speed and the arc of the gun. And same vice versa for a left-hand shooter. And crossing shots is always subject to lead. Uh, Understanding lead, and there is a math to it, uh, learning lead, you don't. You weren't born knowing lead. Sure, you learn it, and that's from repetitive shooting at crossing shots at different distances. Mm-hmm. Uh, no other. There's no easy way around it. Right, right. Uh, so tell us a little bit about how your how your classes work, and um, um, I mean, is it a package kind of buy or a single session? How do you do it? Okay, I uh, do do single sessions. I do very few anymore because I've built a pretty substantial practice. Uh, most of my students are on a 10-package session. Okay. <laughs> and that's usually two hours a session, and we use them as we need them. And I mean that in this respect. We, depending on where we start from, uh, we have to, as a building block system, over 10 times together. And sometimes it takes six months to a year to use up those 10 sessions because in the interim between sessions, I ask them to go shoot. Sure. And when they come back, the very first question I ask, what's giving you trouble? Mm-hmm. We solve that problem, and then we build on top of that. And it's just layered on and on until they're pretty darn competent with a shotgun no matter where they're at. Right, right. Well, Warren, hey, man, we appreciate it. A lot of great information. We will certainly do this again. I know you've um, got some other exciting things coming out uh, with a a book, I believe, and also we'll we'll talk about that hopefully in the future as well. But, uh, again, folks, if you're looking to learn from the best, this gentleman is it. You can reach him at 720-284-4799. Mention you heard him here on Sportsman of Colorado. And, uh, Warren, I won't tie you down anything, but, hey, help somebody out a little bit if he'll mention the show, and I'd appreciate that. I'll be glad to do so. All right. That's Warren Watson. Warren, thank you so much, sir, and uh, have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Scott. All All right. right. You're listening to Sportsman Colorado. we got to take a break, and we'll be back with more right after this. This is Scott Watley for my friends at Phoenix Weaponry. Phoenix Weaponry is proud to announce their new 10,000-square-foot facility is now open in Berthard, Colorado, located at 504 North 2nd Street. With this expansion, Phoenix Weaponry offers a new retail area and expanded gunsmithing in Duracoat and Cerakote areas. Family-owned and operated, Phoenix Weaponry offers the finest in competition, hunting, and long-range precision firearms. Also, suppressors from 22 long rifle to 50 caliber for rifles, pistols, and shotguns. Phoenix Weaponry also offers gunsmithing services and restoration repairs from antique to modern firearms. Building your firearm dreams into reality. That's Phoenix Weaponry. Call them now, 720-340-2496, or visit them at phoenixweaponry.com. Ladies, I know you're tired of walking into the local gun store and seeing the same old thing. So let me tell you about Rampart Firearms. Just a quarter mile up Highway 67 off of Santa Fe and Sedalia, you will find a great selection of guns, ammo, tactical, and personal defense weapons. And if you or your spouse love to hunt, Rampart Firearms is a great stop for all of your hunting needs. 
Shotguns, rifles, pistols, anything from predator hunting to your next big game trip. Head to Rampart Firearms at the foot of the Rockies. Open six days a week, Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And you will only pay a 4% tax on your purchase. RampartFirearms.com, 720-468-0050. That's 720-468-0050. Got a road trip plan for getting ready for your next outdoor adventure? Hi, this is Scott Watley for my friends at D&D Tire Service. At D&D Tire Service in Parker and Aurora, they understand automotive issues can be a headache, and they never come at a convenient time. D&D Tire Service is family-owned and operated and is truly your one-stop shop for all of your automotive needs. All tires are reduced, and for a limited time, there are some great rebates, saving you up to $200. From belts to tires, wiper blades, oil changes, D&D Tire Service has you covered. For the location nearest you, call 303-699-7337. That's 303-699-7337. D&D Tire Service is the official auto repair shop of Sportsman of Colorado Radio. Let D&D Tire Service keep you and your family safe on the roads. DndTireService.com. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. If you're just joining us, my name is Scott Watley. We appreciate you being with us. Hope everyone is enjoying a great weekend. And a reminder, on Sundays, you can catch a re-airing of our show, and that is Sundays at 8 a.m. and 4 p.m. And, of course, we are live Saturdays 1 to 2 p.m. right here on KLZ 560. Well, glad to have Rebecca Farrell back with us. She's with Colorado Parks and Wildlife, and we wanted to talk about a couple of topics that are – very up to date here and um one let's well first of all rebecca thanks for coming on how are you of course great thanks for having me well you're welcome and we appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your busy busy weekend but um national safe boating week is may 18th through the 24th so kind of talk about some of the things that you really want people to be aware of when they're out boating Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing, and and it seems so obvious, but um, the one thing that we really want people to remember and to think about um, is that, you know, really anytime you're on a boat, you want to make sure that you are wearing your life jacket, um, that you have life jackets for every person who is on your boat, and make sure that if there are children 13 or under that are above board, so if they are uh, looking at the water, they need to have a a personal flotation device on at all times. Okay. Now, so, um, and adults, too, I mean, what? As far as the law, I mean, everyone, uh, do adults, or they, by law, should have one on as well? They need to have one on the on the watercraft, so on they the do not have craft. to wear it all the time, but you do have to have uh, a, an approved life jacket for every person who's on the boat, on board the boat. Okay, and then 13 and under, as you said, if they're on, on the top part, because <laughs> some have decks and all, but uh, under decks, but if they're on the top looking at the water, 13 and under, they've got to have it on. Exactly. Okay, great. And, you know, just a big reminder out there, I mean, summertime's a great time for boating, and um, Kevin Flesh, one of our attorneys that comes on, and we talk about DUIs a lot, that also comes into play when you're out on a boat and drinking, right? Absolutely. Um, boating under the influence is, is easily as deadly as drinking and driving. Right. And so, um, you know, 50% of all boat accidents are alcohol-related, and it just does not have to happen. Yeah, and I mean, when you look at the power of these boats uh, today, and and sometimes on some of our waters, there's 
you think there's a lot of room and all of a sudden you start losing some of your bearings and <laughs> judgments you just want to be careful i mean it's not wow it's just not it's worth going out and have a good time but it's not worth you know someone's life or injuring someone for sure exactly yeah. and you know we we always think about drinking and driving and, and what it takes you know we talk about the number of drinks or or the uh, percentage of, of alcohol but on a boat when you have exposure to noise and sun and wind mm. and motion it just amplifies all of that so um, it really is more important to to keep your wits about you be safe and, and to restrict and limit your drinking when you're out boating great great and you know just real quick you know I went up to Breckenridge for the 2019 partners in the outdoors conference and that was really cool and um, got to meet a lot of great people from a lot of different organizations but um, take just a minute and we didn't really talk about this but if you don't, don't mind take just a minute and kind of talk about maybe what you've heard from that conference and what that conference is really designed to do. Sure. So the Partners in the Outdoors Conference um, is held every year. Um, this year we had over 500 attendees representing over 200 organizations, um, and that's anything from you know uh, our, our Colorado Trappers and, and Predator Hunters Association all the way down to um, you know our Environmental Learning for Kids program that gets kids outside um, and teaching them how to be good stewards of the outdoors. So it really is an opportunity for various different outdoor partners to come together, talk about the things that really are important to all of us. We may participate in different activities. We may look at things a little different way, but at the end of the day, there's so many things that we all want for Colorado, not only for today, but for our future generations. So it's an opportunity to kind of get together and talk and, and work through what some of those things will look like in order to ensure that we do have great habitat and abundant wildlife and opportunities for kids to enjoy the outdoors now and into the future. Absolutely. And, you know, and like I say, all, I think getting all these groups together is really good. And then we've talked about how we can, once get all those groups together and come up with some good things, then trying to get some of them on our show where we can then get that message out to the sportsmen and sportswomen out there uh, to let them know what all these great groups do as well. Absolutely. And, you know, I know any time that, that we have the opportunity to, to share the message, because we do have such a diverse population in Colorado, and all of us enjoy the outdoors. We've seen some of those reports that 93% of us recreate outside at least once a week. Um, you know, we all have a vested interest. And so um, anytime we can get together and work together, we love to see that happen. Absolutely. Well, another thing, and this post just came out um, yesterday, uh, and I was looking at, at your some of the posts that come out, and this was something that I think was uh, one to touch on with you, and it is a sportsman's um, kind of roundtable that you guys do, and you said that you are accepting applications for this, and so just real quick, um, from some of the notes, two-year membership to the statewide Colorado Sportsman's Roundtable, and the application period is from Friday, May 17th through Friday, May 31st at 5 p.m. So take a minute and just kind of tell us about, you know, what is this roundtable, first of all? Sure. So the Sports Roundtable is a, is a panel um, that we convene. It has at least 16, sometimes more, statewide members that are appointed by CPW. Um, those are the six positions that we do have open now. And then we have at least two delegates from each region. So um, each of the Northwest, Southwest, Northeast, Northwest regions all have the opportunity to appoint members to this roundtable as well through their regional caucuses. So the roundtable meets a couple of times a year. Um, they really help us out by sharing information, um, giving us some details about some of the, the things that are important uh, to their communities. 
Um, it's it's not a decision-making board, but what it does do is give us the opportunity to really learn from our sportsmen, mm-hmm. um, being our eyes and ears on the ground, who can be very knowledgeable about what's happening in their communities, um, anything from, you know, season structures to um, different, you know, limits or, or things that we're putting on for bag limits for fishing. Um, it gives us the opportunity to kind of hear from the full community by these representatives that are on their own table. Great. Rebecca Farrell is with us. Once again, she's with Colorado Parks and Wildlife. And uh, here's a couple of points just for responsibilities of the members include, if you're interested in this, and I'll try to go through these quickly, but it says participating in an in-person meeting twice a year at meeting locations that rotate around the state. And, of course, travel to the meetings is at the member's expense. Participating in conference calls two to three uh Let's see, and calls every two to three uh, months, mm-hmm. and then sharing information and ideas. And I think that's really important, as you just said, with the roundtable members and senior CPW staff on pressing issues, and then sharing your contact information on the CPW roundtable webpage and being able available to sportsmen around the state to share and discuss. So, you know, a lot of people wonder, hey, how you can get involved? No better way than this right here, but it is an application, and uh, that is open from Friday, May 17th through Friday, May 31st. Now, to apply, um, they just simply go to your website, it looks like? We do. We have uh, a page on our website that's all about our Sportsman's Roundtable and our Sportsman's Caucuses. Um, and so right on there, there's a link to how, how to apply. Um, it's an online application, although if you would prefer a paper version, you can go ahead and give us a call. Um, we're happy to go ahead and get something like that put out for you. Great. And also, um, you know, once we get these next couple of months, or ne- really next few weeks behind us, the big game draw results will be coming out pretty quick. And, you know, one thing is pretty funny, and you guys have to be um, probably, I don't know if amused is the right word, but it is kind of amusing when people are all over Facebook. When do the results come out? When do the results come out? When do the results come out? It's like, read. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's right on the brochure. And and some people, I mean, I saw one post today, and it said, call uh, – 1-800-DEER, you know, to get your tag results. They were teasing people. But, I mean, it's just, folks, it's on the big game brochure of all the different dates of of getting your tag, uh, when the leftover tags will come out, how to do that. So, I mean, everything is right there for everyone to read. (laughs) Well, we do try and make it, um, you know, pretty public-facing, both on the brochure and the website, as you say. Um, But there is some confusion about kind of why that happens. So, um, you know, our quotas were just approved by the commission last week. So um, now that we do have those numbers in hand, we're able to go ahead and start processing the draw. So it won't be long now. Our, Our draws are happening between June 3rd and 7th for bear, deer, elk, moose, and pronghorn. Great. Well, we're all looking forward to that. And and I know you guys are, you know, catch some flack um, for different things. But I tell you, when you look at the cost, and that's what I was talking to some guys just the other day, when you look at the cost of hunting here, you know, for residents and all, and, you know, paying a few dollars more to get some of the things going that we need to get and to, uh, just to keep all, everything going uh, that you guys do, um, you know, it's money well spent. And, you know, we've got a beautiful state to live in and enjoy a lot of different things. So, you know, our pricing is pretty good. Yeah, and, you know, as always, you know, we, we always want to appreciate and, and say thank you to our hunters and anglers because so much of, of the funding and the conservation work that we're able to do on the ground is, is a direct result. And so, you know, again, nobody likes uh, to spend a few extra dollars, but we were a bit hamstrung for quite some time and weren't able to increase prices for, for quite a while. So um, we're kind of in that catch-up mode to make sure that we can continue doing the good work that, that helps our habitat and helps our wildlife. Right. Now, last minute or so, but uh, are we – closer to naming a new director 
Um, you know, we have gone through the, the final interview processes, I believe. So um, our goal, our hope is that here in the next month or so, we'll be able to kind of have that fully fleshed out and be able to announce a, a new director. All right. Well, good. Well, listen, Rebecca, thank you so much. Thank you for being able to uh, come on here on short notice with us. But I want to talk about these few things. So remember, National Safe Boating Week. And um, it's just a time to really bring it to mind. But just remember, all summer, be safe out there. You know, everyone enjoys some drinks on there. Just be very, very safe. Make sure you know all the laws and regulations as well. And if you're interested in this Sportsman's Roundtable, again, it's an application process that will go from Friday, May 17th through Friday, May 31st at 5 p.m. Uh, you can also contact Jody Kennedy at 303-866-3203, her extension 4671, and uh, check out the website for more information. So, Rebecca, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll catch up with you soon. No problem. Thanks, Scott. All right. Thank you. That's Rebecca Farrell, Colorado Parks and Wildlife. You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. we got to take a short break, and we'll be back with more right after this. Hi, this is Kevin Trisna, owner of M4 Roofing and Gutters. Since 2004, it's been our mission to provide the highest quality of service and trust to every customer we serve. M4 Roofing and Gutters is a family-owned and operated company right here in Englewood, Colorado. At M4 Roofing and Gutters, quality customer service is our top priority. For a free inspection and estimate for your roofing project, Call today, 303-797-8600. That's 303-797-8600. Or visit us online at m4roofing.com. M4 Roofing and Gutters is an A-plus member of the Better Business Bureau and haystackhelp.com. Hi, this is Scott Watley. Now, many times you hear your radio host like me say something like, let me tell you about my friends at... Then we'll talk about a sponsor that we truly believe in and endorse. Well, in this case, let me tell you about a company that really is part of my family, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. For over 13 years, we have trusted our furry family members to this wonderful staff. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe that all pets deserve to have a good life. And their goal is to help you keep your pets happy and healthy throughout their life by providing complete pet care services every day all at one location. We love the Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center Boarding Lodge, and your pet will too. Your pet will receive one-on-one -on -one care and attention throughout their stay. Open seven days a week for your convenience. Check them out. Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, located at 8681 Lincoln Avenue in Lone Tree. 303-708-8050. 303-708-8050. Or check them out online at LoneTreeVet.com. Rush to Reason with John Rush, weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Again, if you're just joining us, we appreciate you being with us. My name is Scott Watley. Don't forget now on Sundays, we are at 8 a.m. and 4 p.m. So if you miss us on Saturdays, uh, we re-air our show from Saturday here, 1 to 2 p.m. on KLZ 560 on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 4 p.m. Well, we're going to go to our phones now, talk to our good friends, Aaron Casey, Phoenix Weaponry. Aaron, how are you, sir? Doing good, man. Hey, I appreciate you being with us today. Well, hey, we got some great news and uh, big news for you. Um, we can now announce that you are 
open with your new 10,000-square-foot facility in Berthoud. So congratulations. Thank you, man. It's been a long time coming. We finally got all the deal done, and you know we got through all the realtors and attorneys and all the rest of the stuff, and we were finally moved in, and all the machines are on the floor, and everything's spinning. Sure. And, you know, I mean, besides all that, which is a huge uh, thing to go through, just the thought of moving what you had in the old facility to the new facility would blow my yeah. mind. So, I mean, <laughs> how do you go about when with the tight machinery you had and all the different things there and the delicacy of those machinery? Man, how do you do all that? Well, what we do is uh, usually I'm like a, a usually the, I'll have the machine movers show up on a Thursday. So like Wednesday night, we tear down the entire shop and then we start you know pulling all the coolant lines and all the, everything out and it's uh, you know and then they show up with giant forklifts and everything gets carefully put on on the trucks. It's it's uh, a little nerve wracking when you see you know you know a million dollars on the back of a of a truck just kind of you know sitting on some feet and, you know strapped down. So sure, it, it, sure. it gets a little sketchy. So. Now, what is it, and let me give you the address real quick. It's 504 North 2nd Street in Bertha. Yep. And if you'd like to get in touch with Aaron, uh, we'll give his number here in a minute. But uh, he'll come out and you can come up and uh, he'll be glad to take you on a tour. So what does this do for you now when you get well, that extra square footage in there? What does this mean, uh, let's say, first of all, to the customer and then to you for your service? Uh, what we're trying to do is uh, we doubled our gunsmithing area. So what we're wanting to do is we're, we're adding about five more gunsmiths. Uh, trying to get our turnaround times on gunsmithing down to about two to three weeks max. Um, our coating area has been expanded. We actually have a eight by eight spray booth now. Uh, we're working on getting an oven that we can basically put entire 50 cals inside of it and coat those. Um, let's also do some automotive parts and other stuff with coatings. Um, we doubled the amount of machining centers we have, so we're trying to get more of our parts out the door faster. Um, like right now we're out of like three quarter inch gas blocks, you know, and that's pretty important for most of our builds. So we're trying to get our, you know, our inventories up, um, trying to be able to rotate our parts faster. We're trying to get, uh, three or four of our, um, pet projects that have been sitting on the back burner because we don't have enough machining centers. Um, you know, our single shot rifle, we're trying to do the nine millimeter AR and then also, um, a side charger that we've been working on for like six months to probably actually probably about two years now. Um, we're trying to get all those where they have availability and machines and people. Um, you know, it's just more room and trying to get everybody spread out. We're doing a, a, a full conference room, looking for 500 square foot out of this conference room. We're going to uh, do our CCW classes up there, kind of video mm-hmm. conferencing. You know, it's just trying to really turn this into a really nice big facility that we can at least stay in for a couple years. Um, you were up there a couple times for the shop tours and different uh, sure. different events, and it was hard to even get down the aisle, you know, <laughs> yeah. without bumping into a machine. And, and people had to quit working in order for people to walk by and working on eight-foot aisles now. So there's a three-foot aisle down the center with the benches where people can actually walk and talk and, and see the machines on the tours. It's all that kind of stuff. We, you know, we picked up a bunch more machines, so I think we grabbed another six. So <laughs> Wow. Man, that's huge. Again, Aaron Casey is with us. PhoenixWeaponry.com is the website if you want to check it out. If you'd like to call Aaron and maybe arrange time to come up and uh, check out the new facility there in Berthard, his number is seven. His number is 720-340-2496. That's 720-340-2496. Now, that's kind of the back end, and I'm sure 
up front, this is going to give you uh, a much better place to display and for customers to enjoy a nice re new retail area. Yeah, we're working on the retail area. Um, it's still under construction right now. It's all everything's all just torn to pieces. <laughs> um, biggest priority was getting all the machines up and running again. But um, we have a new front room person uh, started this week, and so we're going to work on getting this whole place uh, remodeled. Uh, good carpeting, lots of places for guns to be hanging up. Um, a nice little uh, consultation area uh, to talk about builds and coatings and all that kind of stuff, and just try to give everybody a little bit better feel than you know the front room that i had before was a little um impersonal i would think so i'm, I'm hoping this one's gonna be a little bit more uh personal and a little more um uh, better presentation right now you know i guess when you look at the whole uh everything you do as far as firearms you kind of hit three main categories and you can correct me if there's any more but from the competition side of shooting hunting and then you know long-range precision and, and of course self self-protection and all that too but i mean those are kind of your main areas right right yeah most of the time when people are um, looking for something for um uh, self personal protection we recommend that they use a factory um standard pistol you know you don't want to get too modified on that because it causes some legal issues um but you know as far as you know home defense and uh, competition and long-range precision and Hunting, you know, it's whatever you want, whatever caliber you want, whatever actions. You know, if you want, you know, revolvers or semi-auto pistols, you want shotguns, semi-auto shotguns, you know, you name it, we do it. We also service uh, NFA items, so such as suppressors, short-barreled rifles. If somebody has a machine gun that they legally own, you know, we can service that. We can help them maintain it. If it's broken, we can fix it. So there's a lot of different stuff we do. Great. And then you mentioned suppressors. I mean, man, talk about something that's grown in popularity, but still a lot of myths out there about them. A lot of people think you can't hunt with them, and they're, you know, right. they're illegal and all the different things. Yep, yep. And you go all the way now from 22 long rifle to 50 cal. So, and this is for yep, yep. rifles, um, pistols, and, and shotguns as well? Yeah, we just started our, our brand-new shotgun suppressor. So we're, we've got it on a 12-gauge. We're running three-and-a-half-inch shells through it. It still allows you to use your factory chokes, which is very nice. Most of the other suppressors on the market that are available for, the very few that are available for shotguns, require you to lose your choke. Okay. Um, so this way you still get to use your standard chokes that you like, and, our, and we just supply a suppressed barrel. And how much does that sound cut, you think? Um, we were shooting three uh, hot threes, and they sounded like a real low-powered, like 1050, two and three-quarter or less. So we were shooting three and a half inch or three inch shells with no earmuffs hmm. on a on a sporting clays course, which was hilarious. Sure. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, man, I gotta check that out for sure. That's one I don't have. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have to go fix that. Exactly. And then also, we we'll want to touch on real quick uh, from the gunsmithing. Um, of course, that's more we think of repairs, but you also do some restoration. Yep, we have uh, enough people now that we can offer some actual true restorations, you know, stock, uh, you know, the works. Um, if you have a family heirloom that needs a, a good, you know, bring back, or if you found something at the pawn shop you couldn't leave there because, uh, you know, you had to have it, then we can make that uh, thing look like it came out of the factory. So whatever you need, stock work, anything, uh, just even, you know, adding scopes to stunning rifles, whatever you want. Right. And... Um 
You know, when you look at a lot of guns off the shelves compared to what you build, I mean, there's a million things that make them different. But, I mean, I think one thing that everyone notices immediately in most cases, and I, I guess depending on the weapon that you built them, but triggers. So take a minute yeah. and just talk about the importance of that and, you know, why well, people should the spend the money to do something with you. Yeah. Um, what, what we try to do is we try to suit the trigger to what you want to do. So uh, if you're an experienced hunter, you know, we try to get you about a two, three, and a three pound trigger max. Um, we try not to go down to the ounces for that. That's more of a target shooting kind of setup. But depending on what you're doing with it, what you're shooting at, and the distances, then we can trailer a trigger to whatever it is you want it to do. So where you've uh, you've got one on your 308, you know, real nice light two pound trigger with a 20 thou reset. When you're out there shooting those pigs, you you basically just get the you know your follow up shots are just fractions of seconds you know following and so it's just really about getting a trigger that suits the job at hand absolutely aaron casey is with us phoenixweaponry.com is the website and once again they have a new 10,000 square feet in bertha and new facility there 504 north second street um, is the place that you can find them and that is in bertha so you got, um, I think, Tanner Gun Show coming up uh, first weekend in June, I believe, right? Yep, yep. First and second, we'll be down there um, working on our retail packaging. Uh, we're trying to release our full retail line of all the small parts for AR-based weapons. So we should have charging handles and several other uh, pieces all down there and all their nice little retail packaging. So we're starting to release that. We're going to see how all well that plays out. Uh, a little bit of changes up to our table. Uh, try to refresh it a little bit. So, yeah, we're, we're getting ready to head down to that one. Just got done with NRA, so we had our national show. And yeah, what was that like? We, Take a minute and tell us about that. Um, I think they had 8,000 people through there. Uh, there's a lot of upheaval in the NRA, so there's a lot of concentration on that while we were down there at the show. But, you know, 8,000 people, and you have everybody from, you know, well-educated, well-versed people down to people that, you know, were out of Illinois who basically could not have anything. It was, you know, they, they came through and like, well, we can't have any of that stuff. And it's like, wow. You know, so you get to see the real, when you do national shows, you get people from all over the place, and it's interesting to to see, you know, the laws in their areas and hear about what they're doing in their areas. And so we're going to try to bring a little bit of that back to the to this next show, a little bit more high-end national show-looking side of it versus a standard, you know, the table at the Tanner Gun Show where it's just kind of looks like a yard sale. So um, I'm really wanting to try to bring us up even a little bit further than we normally do. So. Okay. Well, good deal, man. Well, hey, once again, congrats on that, and uh, thanks for all you're doing for a lot of different organizations around. You were just with us at American Heroes in Action as well as the uh, Denver chapter for Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. And uh, my friend uh, who actually brought to that uh, banquet at Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation uh, won your rifle in a raffle. So, man, he is super yep. excited. <laughs> so Yeah, we, we look forward to working with him. He, uh, he, he has lots of ideas. So Absolutely. We'll get him all squared away, and then we're going to take him down uh, to the – down there to Lone Star to play. He's so. already been down there, actually, you know, hunted, but not with your arrival. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll have yeah. to do that for sure. Well, well good, man. Hey. Let us play with some autos. Well, good deal. Well, listen, uh, have a great rest of your weekend, and uh, thanks again for everything, and uh, we will certainly get out there and see the, see the new facility, and then we'll try to figure out a time, maybe do a live show from there as well. Yep, we're working on our summer picnic uh, open house, and so we'll let you know as soon as we have a date. Sign up for that and get you guys out there to hang out all day. All right. Sounds great. That's Aaron Casey, 
PhoenixWeaponry.com, 720-340-2496, building your firearm dreams into reality. Thanks for joining us today, and we want to thank all of our guests here on Sportsman of Colorado and hope you had a great weekend, rest of your weekend. Again, reminder, on Sundays, 8 a.m., 4 p.m., you can catch our replay, and we appreciate you being with us. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll talk to you next week. expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.